As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Find a niche that is in alignment with your lifestyle. So just starting out in real estate, there are so many different avenues and whatnot that you can choose from, but a lot of them don't align with the lifestyle you want to live. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off, and that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm your host today, Theo Hicks. And today I'll be speaking with two people. We've got Jay and Samara Harvey. Jay and Samara, how are you both doing today? We are well. Yes, we can't complain. We are great. Thanks Too for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. I look forward to our conversation. A little bit more about Jay and Samara. So they are co-founders of Deo Properties, which is a mobile home dealership and brokerage located in Tempe, Arizona. 
They've completed over 200 mobile home transactions in the past two and a half years based in Tempe, Arizona. And you can say hi to them at probably one of the best website names I've ever heard of, which is Trailer Cash Academy. <laughs> Not Trailer Trash, but Trailer Cash Trailer Academy.com. Cash. <laughs> so, so before we get into the meat of the conversation, do you guys mind telling me a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So Samara and I, we come out of the corporate world. Samara, you are a former CPA. I was an MBA and we drank the Kool-Aid until we figured out that working 50 to 60 hours a week and not feeling fulfilled in our roles at our nine to fives just wasn't for us. Yeah. So obviously we were entrepreneurs at heart from the time we met. And even before in high school, we had a bunch of different businesses, but we ended up stumbling across real estate when we read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We went to one of the events and it just completely opened our mind. And we were like, yes, this is what we want to do. We were completely stoked and excited about it. So we just jumped in head first (laughs) and we jumped in a little too fast and we had a couple bad deals when we first started. Yes. One deal in particular was a, a burnout home. We invested about 60 grand into it, and we know it would take us 15 months just to get our money back and make a profit. And then shortly after that, we trusted the wrong mentor and lost about $30,000 on that transaction. So we were in the hole until we found out about mobile home investing, and that has really changed our world. All right, so before we dive into the mobile home, I got to ask you about the mentor, because I know a lot of people... Say you need a mentor in order to get into real estate. A lot of people are out there looking for mentors. Obviously, it's very unfortunate that you lost that money in that transaction, but with every failure comes a lesson, maybe less for you moving forward when you're selecting mentors, or maybe a lesson that you can tell other people so that they too don't lose that money. So when you are looking for mentors, what do we need to do in order to avoid that situation? The first thing you're going to have to do when you're looking for a mentor is do your due diligence on that mentor, whoever he or she claims that they are, however many deals that they've done, whatever they're telling you that they've done in the past, vet them. Do your due diligence on them with Google and the internet. There's a ton of ways to find information to make sure you're fact-checking them. And even in those same networks that you meet these people, don't be afraid to ask around and just see who this person is, not just what they're saying with their words, but who are they character-wise. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up character. That's what I was going to say. Really, I think the biggest lessons that we learned is how to recognize good and bad character. And there were so many red flags in hindsight that were like, oh, this is obviously not the way to do this. But when you're excited, when you don't know what you don't know, you just jump in head first and you really want to trust people. So really getting good at looking at the character of a person. And when there is a red flag, do your due diligence, look into it, make sure that everything is right, because you don't want to be in hindsight like we were looking back like, man, we should have known better, but we didn't trust our gut. So There's a lot of just trusting your gut and and really checking into the character of that person. What are a few of those bad character red flags? Obviously, Jay mentioned telling you they've done a thousand deals and they've really done no deals. So I guess lying is one of them. What are some other red flags? Well, the biggest red flag for me is a couple of them. Usually when the person is the loudest person in the room and it seems like they want all the attention on him or her and they are blasting out about deals and things that they've done or are currently in. That's usually a red flag. That's when you definitely want to fact check them. And when they're being somewhat aggressive, we believe that in order for a relationship to really work out well, there should be value for value. 
when you feel like you haven't given enough value for what they're giving to you, that's usually a red flag when they're giving too much. Unless you guys have some type of special relationship, usually they're trying to butter you up just so they can kind of corner you in and attack you in the end. Shmer, you want to add something? Yeah, and I would say kind of to piggyback on what Jay said, when you feel pressured, when you feel overly pressured to make a decision and it has to be quick and it has to be now or this opportunity is going to be a gone, a lot of times they're putting that pressure on you so that you make a decision out of spontaneity of that moment versus actually having the time to look into the opportunity and making sure it makes sense. And when you do ask for facts, I mean, you ask for proof of things that they've done in the past, if they're not able to show that to you in black and white and give you referrals and people that they've worked with, that's another big red flag. So quite a few. And the last one is when they're making you feel bad for asking questions. You Mm -hmm. should never feel bad for having a hundred questions, a thousand questions. Your mentor should make you feel very, very welcome. They want to answer those questions. They don't want to rush you through the process. Trust the process, but you shouldn't be rushing through it. Okay, then the last question on the mentor. On that transaction you lost 30K, was this a paid mentorship or was this a free mentorship? Like someone you met that wanted to partner up on a deal with you? This was a free mentorship. So we were just kind of walking behind him and trying to learn as he was doing his deals. And the opportunity was to invest with him. So it was a free mentorship. All right, thanks for sharing all that. A lot of good information on how to vet the mentor you want to work with. So now let's move on to mobile home investing. So you mentioned you did a few non-mobile home transactions. Didn't go very well. Maybe tell us a little bit about how you came across mobile home investing and why you decided to make that switch. After we had lost that money, we went into a dark place. We were very depressed. Our confidence was really low. But we felt like, hey, man, the worst thing that we can do at this point, even though we're at a low, is quit. So we do have some knowledge and we know the knowledge that got us here. We know it can get us out. We just need to learn our way out of it. So we continue to learn and put ourselves in position to get information. One day I got invited to a networking event. A couple friends of ours, other real estate investors invited me out. Samara was at work, so I decided to go. And there was an older gentleman there talking about mobile home investing. This guy was like 80 or 90 (laughs) years old, but he was doing five to 10 deals a month. And a lot of the deals he was doing, he wasn't using his own money. Usually the deal didn't involve more than five to $10,000. And he was making 100, 200, 300% ROI on his money and closing these deals in less than 30 days, sometimes just minutes or hours. So I got all that information and I'm like, man, I got to run home and tell Samara. So as soon as she got off of work, I was just blasting her with information. (laughs) And that was tough in itself, just trying to regurgitate everything I learned. But eventually I got her on the team. (laughs) At first I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm not doing mobile homes. That's a lot of people's first reaction, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But Jay was really persistent and passionate about it. And he was really able to open my eyes on, wow, there's a lot of mobile homes here in Arizona. This is a huge opportunity. There's really no one in the space. And there's a lot of money to be made here. There's a lot of people that need help. So we kind of took it and ran and we haven't looked back. We were able to find another mentor online that was awesome. And we just started going. We started doing our research. We started going to park managers. We started flipping homes. And to this day, like you had mentioned earlier, we've done over 200 transactions with mobile homes in the past couple of years. So it's been great. There's a huge market for mobile home investing. And there's a lot of people that really need help because a lot of people will not touch these deals. Yeah, I actually moved to Tampa a year and a half ago, and there's a ton of mobile homes oh, yeah. here in Florida. A ton out there. Yeah, Florida is another huge market for yeah. sure. 
So you've got your mentor. Jay's convinced you to join this. From going to that networking event to, let's say, finding your first deal, how long was that? And then maybe walk us through how you found that first deal, walk us through some numbers of how that deal ended up turning out from a return perspective. Yeah. So from the time we found out about it to the, the time we actually purchased a course with one of the mentors that we worked with, it took us about 70, 75 days to actually get our first deal. It was a lot of convincing of ourselves in our own head to just progress forward into this niche and trust ourselves. It was a lot of confidence building we had to go through during that time on top of just getting over the learning curve. So this deal, we actually networked with a park manager. The park manager was able to get us a really, really good deal on this home. And Samir, you want to go into it a little bit? Yeah. So we were able to purchase the home for about $2,000. And our first deal wasn't the best deal, but it definitely got us over that confidence hump. We just didn't know what we didn't know still at that point. There was a few issues with the plumbing that were pretty bad. For the most part, we were trying to hire people off of Craigslist to fix the home and do some minor repairs. And honestly, we probably did more than we actually needed to do on the property. And then there was that big plumbing repair issue where it was the wrong piping underneath the home where this is pretty nasty, but (laughs) the flow of feces and everything were coming from the sink and the toilets to the bathtub. It was terrible. So we had a lot of hurdles to jump through on our first deal, but we were able to get everything done for under $4,000. We had a little bit of lot rent that we had to pay. And at the end of the day, we sold the home for around $10,000. We made about $800 on that flip, but we jumped through all of those hurdles. And the biggest thing was just getting our mindset right and being able to do something on our own. That was the big goal for us. Even though it was only 800 bucks, we were like, hey, we did it on our own. We went through all these hurdles and we still made out with the profit. So is that how you find the majority of your deals through park manager? We started out, yeah. We were just going around networking, letting the park managers know who we are, what we do, and looking to bring as much value to them as possible. We stayed away from the word investor. We found out they don't necessarily like that term at all just because they've gotten burned by a lot of investors that go into these parks, buy them, and then move them out, which parks really hate because they look at these homes as assets, the only way they're going to continue to get their lot rent. So we were just going to a bunch of park managers, letting them know, hey, we got a ton of buyers looking to move in parks just like this. Do you guys need any help filling up your vacancies or do you have any homes that need to be repaired? We had a decent crew that was ready to do all the repair work on any of the homes that they sold to us. And we were able to get a lot of homes that way and start our mobile home investing career off on the right foot. Out of those 200 mobile home transactions, what's the low end from a purchase price perspective and then a high end from a purchase price perspective? So the low end, I would say, of course, is zero dollars. The reason I say that is because there's a lot of homes that we buy that don't need any type of repairs. There's no lot rent that needs to be done, but there's a seller and then there's a buyer. So all we do is simply connect the two, look to wholesale a lot of those deals or even use our brokerage license to do those. So a lot of the time, those don't cost us any money. They just cost us time. So Mary, you want to get into the high point? Yeah, we have those wholesale deals. When we actually do fix and flip a property, mm-hmm. most of the time, I would say 80% of our deals we buy for under $5,000, mm-hmm. closer to the two to $3,000 range. And on the high end, we would spend up to about $10,000 on a property, only if it was in good condition and didn't need much repairs and we can flip it within a few weeks or a few days for at least double our money. 
And then last question, I got a, a bunch of questions, but um, <laughs> the, the last question for the money question is, how are you finding buyers for these properties? Honestly, it's really, really simple. We use what's right at our fingertips, which is our phone and our laptop. So typically what we do is whenever we have a property or even if we don't have a property, we're always building our buyers list. And you can do that right on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Those are two of our biggest markets here in Phoenix. And you literally post up some ads showing about the home you have, or if it's a test ad, just again, showing the home that you have, telling a description about the home, where it's located, what repairs are needed. And then the buyers just swarm through. As long as you're marking the home for a decent price, there's a huge demand here because of the affordable housing crisis. There's a lot of people that can't afford single family homes. So a lot of people, when you have a decent size home, three bedroom, two bathroom, single wide or double wide, and it's in good condition, you'll be surprised at how many people you usually get our first test as we were doing in 30 minutes we were able to get over a hundred different buyers that were needing the homes that we we're looking to sell yeah and that's wow. the crazy thing about mobile home investing that's what really attracted us is that there is such a high need for affordable housing and we all know that and there's a lot of people that need these homes so we're actually providing a need to the marketplace and like jay said the people swarm in Selling the home or finding the buyers is literally the easiest part for us because there's so many people that need affordable housing. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of putting an ad on Facebook Marketplace and you'll have buyers for days as long as it's priced correctly. All right. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The best real estate investing advice I would say is to find a niche that is in alignment with your lifestyle. So just starting out in real estate, there are so many different avenues and whatnot that you can choose from. But a lot of them don't align with the lifestyle you want to live. We chose mobile homes because it aligns with what we like to do. There's not a bunch of time needed. There's not a bunch of money needed, but you're still bringing a ton of value. And it aligns with how we want to work. We usually work somewhere between 10 to 15 hours a week on our mobile home business. And that's what we like. There's some other forms of real estate investing where no matter if you're full-time or part-time, it just simply takes more time. So I would say find a niche that you love, but Also, it aligns with the type of lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah, just to piggyback on that. And it aligns with your goals and the outcome that you want within the next 12 months or two years or five years. For us, it was mobile home investing because we knew we didn't have a lot of money to work with. We wanted to get out of working our nine to five. So this allowed us to create really fast income, really fast cash flow that allowed us to fire our bosses. So find a niche that works for you, that works for your lifestyle, but also make sure that it aligns with your goals. Fantastic advice. All right. Are you both ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. Let's go. (laughs) All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellyn.com forward slash show. Alrighty, what is the best ever book you've recently read? 
For me, it was High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. Yeah, mine is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would go and network with as many people as I know that are in this field. I would be attending every real estate seminar I can get to and just connecting with people, letting them know what I do and how I can bring value to them in the sense of turning their junky mobile home leads into cash. I'd find a way to turn those leads into actually profitable results that we can all kind of share from. What is the worst deal you've done? So the one with the boo-boo in the toilet, (laughs) that was pretty bad. I would say another bad deal that we've had, we just over-repaired a property. We put a lot of repairs into it because it was in a five-star community. So we're like, it has to be so nice. This home is going to sell for this amount. And I think we just over-repaired it for the year and the size that it was. And we just weren't able to make as much money as we wanted on the deal. We were able to still bring in a profit, but we just put in way too many repairs, way too much time. And we could have flipped it a lot faster with a different strategy. Yeah, it took us about six months and we made only about a $5,000 profit. And then this is a question I just made up right now. What is the best ever aspect of working with your significant other? Oh, man. I would say the best thing is just trust. When you're working with your significant other, you don't have to worry about them doing any type of fishy stuff behind your back unless they're mad at you that day. (laughs) (laughs) But for (laughs) for the most part, we know we're working with someone that has your back. They're always keeping you in mind. And whatever we're doing together, we know it's ultimately to push our family forward as a team. Yeah, I would say celebrating the wins. I think that's the best part because you both working so hard, you have experienced ups and downs, you experience all these different things, but when you can celebrate together and you both know you put in all those sweat, tears, blood, everything behind those big goals and those big wins that you have celebrating together is awesome. All right, James and Mayor, I really appreciate the conversation. Very enjoyable. You guys have great energy. This is the hippie me speaking, but it's been a very enjoyable conversation. Lots of solid information, not only about mobile home investing, but just being an investor in general. We started off by focusing on mentors. So you mentioned it's important to do your due diligence on the mentor and to fact check everything that they're saying about their background. And then more specifically, we talked about the character of a mentor and you gave us some good tips on how to identify someone who has bad character. Examples are lying about their track record. If they're the loudest person in the room and is essentially wanting to be the person who's the center of attention, they're very aggressive and overly pressuring you to make a quick decision, make you feel bad for asking bad questions. In regards to the free mentorship, if they seem as if they're the one adding all the value and not necessarily asking for anything in return, it's also a red flag. It is overall, you got to trust your gut when you're selecting a mentor. And then from a mobile home investing perspective, we talked about how you got into it and it's through that networking event. I talked about how there's lots of mobile homes in Arizona with very little competition, low dollar amount to get into it with very high ROIs. Talked about your first deal. You found that through networking with a manager. And that's essentially one of the ways you find the majority of your deals is finding a a part manager and attempting to add as much value as possible to their business. Not as saying you're an investor, but instead asking them if they have any homes that need to be repaired in their park. It gave us some examples on the $0 purchase prices, which is essentially you wholesaling and how you are finding your buyers. It says that one of the easiest parts of your job because of the demand and that you know, you posted a lead and you had 100, you posted a deal, you had 100 leads under 30 minutes. Can't say that about many other investment strategies. And essentially, you're just using your phones and laptops to post your ads to your Facebook marketplace and to Craigslist. 
And then finally, the best ever advice, which is to find a niche that is in line with both your lifestyle as well as your 12-month and longer-term goals. So again, very enjoyable. You guys need to start a podcast together. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the Trailer Cash podcast. I look forward to listening in. Well, it's I got guess. a good ring to it. I guess. <laughs> it does. The Trailer Cash show. Anyway, uh, again, a very enjoyable conversation. Thanks for joining us today. All the best of your listeners who listen appreciate it as well. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com. Dot com forward slash show. That's D W E L L Y N N dot com forward slash show.